So you're right. Reaver is actually one of them. I, I might have actually forgotten him. So I, I'm glad you mentioned yeah, him. Yeah, Reaver. Uh, I love Reaver. Really quick. Yeah, I just looked up Reaver just because I, yeah. I had to know. He's definitely <laughs> giving me I write since not tragedies. With yes. like a hint of like the third album, Vices and Virtues. And I need you to know that this is. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've never I've never played this game. This is my favorite character of all time. Welcome to the Crown Eden's podcast, where we talk about our favorite games, video game news, and just about anything else. My name is Matthew, and as always, I'm here with my best friends, Marissa and Sacco. I'd like to remind everybody there are no stupid questions, so I'm going to start us off with a question right now. Marissa. Yeah. What's today's topic? Today's topic is, what is your favorite NPC or non-playable character? This is a wonderful question. Um... Okay, good, because nobody answered right away, so I was, I was concerned it wasn't a good question. No, no, this and I was is... like, oh my god, they hate me. No. I came up with a bad question. The in, in, impossible. Impossible. There's zero bad questions. There are no stupid questions, Marissa. This is true. Um, this is true. The reason why it took me back a little bit, because it's like, do I want to start with my favorite NPC, or do I want to start with the first NPC that I fell in love with, or do I want to start off with um, an NPC that I know you're going to have, and I'm just going to steal it from you? Probably just like, I don't know which oh, I feel like at. you're going to do that one for sure. Do you want me to start with that one? Yeah. Um, my favorite Who do you NPC? think I'm going to say? Well, I, like on my list, I have Dorian from Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh. Oh, yeah. He's up there. Well, yeah. he on your list? well shit, eh? He is on my list. <laughs> I got yeah. Dorian and Liliana, obviously. Liliana, um, gem. Absolute gem. Pretty much just the entire cast of Inquisition. Yes, they are okay, a cast. Cool. Um, they are a cast. They are real people. Like, I, I refuse to believe otherwise. I started off writing Dorian, and I was like, ah, oh, but like if I write Dorian, I have to include Liliana. I was like, ah, oh, but like I should also probably include Beric and like Sarah. And I was like, ah, oh. like how, suddenly how it was long, just Dragon Age characters. Like how how long do I make my Dragon Age list? You know what I mean? Well, my entire list, not entirely Iron actually. There, there's there are a few that are non Dragon Age characters, but there's a lot of Dragon Age characters on my list. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much everybody except for Blackwell. Um, uh, that's and, interesting. And but Solus. Blackwall did make my list. Blackwell didn't, but oh, Blackwall. Sorry, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> uh, Stinky Beard. Um and uh and Solus. Just let's get oh, out interesting. There. I do like Solus, but I also romanced him on my first place. It's different. It's so... a different. Like he was just getting in the way for me. Yeah, for for you it was like all all wrong. No good timing to fall in love yeah, with Solus. Wasn't, wasn't for it. me, it was like the moment I walked up to him and I was like, I don't think I'm gonna romance this dude because like I don't know, I'm just not feeling it. And then he started like nerding out about the fade and I was like, Oh, a nerd. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> that, that was literally the chain of events. And then he like he gets really excited and like he likes when you ask him questions, and I was like, Oh, that's that's just yeah that's that's it that's it now i gotta romance him it's done it's locked in i don't know why i i hate on him um i know in our, our wwmd series i like tend to hit on him on him a lot he wears a jaw around his neck like that's metal it's like the fun. most matte thing like it's great like ever. i like it's fan everything about him i should love yeah except so like i have a book obviously of the concept art for inquisition mm -hmm. and the concept art for Solis, like he had so many just badass like designs, like and like I don't mind how they ended up with him, but like th they really could have made him just so much more like way cooler. Like there's like one where he has like basically like that half shaved like head look where he's mm -hmm. got like. It's just bald on one side, but he's got like really long, like black hair. That's I think it's black or like dark brown that's, that's hair. Interesting. And he's got like a hood, and I was like, oh, Matt would have Matt would have fallen in love with that character <laughs> for sure. Uh, like I just I can't picture him not being bald. Yeah, it. I feel like once they went there, 
with that character. Like, they removed his hair as, like, a funny thing or something. And then they were like, wait, this works. <laughs> this is, this is soulless. And I feel like that's actually, like, that's my, like, personal take on how they ended up with a bald soulless. All right. Well, Marissa, since I kind of uh, stole your your idea, let's just uh, deep dive Dragon Age for a little bit. Like, let me, let me just hear your list. Oh, God, you're going to let me deep dive Dragon Age. That's <laughs> like such a dangerous thing to do. Uh, yeah. So my list is expensive. So I'll start, I guess, with one of my favorite characters of all time, Zevron, who is from the first game. So you wouldn't have um, played as him or kind of interacted with him at all yet. Yeah, in I have no WMD. idea. No idea. Who this yeah. Is. So Zevron, I've talked about him before, so I won't spend too much time here, but you basically meet him and he's trying to assassinate you in the game, which is like the funniest thing. He fails and then he just flirts with you in hopes that you'll save his life, basically out of pity. And obviously every time I do, you do actually have an option to kill him, so he can be a very short-lived uh, NPC. He's great, though. I think he's like one of the funniest characters if you get close to him, either like romantically or just like as a friend, he is like really awesome. Like he's kind of like one of those people who just always has your back. So I don't know. Fully loves Zevron. Has my heart. All that good stuff. Classic I think enemies to lovers. Yeah, it is really classic enemies to lovers. Plus there's like the moment where he's like, you know, like his like past catches up with him and then he has to like choose between killing you again for like not <laughs> <Again>. killing you <laughs> again and well trying to because obviously he doesn't succeed the first time um and if you're good enough friend with him or you're in like a strong romantic relationship with him he's obviously like no fuck you guys i'm not i'm not doing this and he'll fight on your side uh which was my the the most i've ever gone back in a video game was because of zevron because he he betrayed me and then I got really sad and I replayed like eight hours of gameplay or something to get him <laughs> back on my party. <laughs> like it was it was kind of ridiculous. But I think Zevron is is an amazing character character. There's also um kind of like a low-key fan favorite character of the Dragon Age series, which Matt, you also unfortunately missed out on because he's only in the first two games. Yeah. Uh is Sandal. So you interact with Sandal and all of, all he does is he just says enchantment. Like, that's all he says. Oh, I remember Sandal. Just, is he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, is he a mage? No, he's a dwarf. And so he just, like, you run into him and anytime you talk to him, he's, like, he's with his father, who you, like, later find out is his, like, adoptive father and stuff like that. But he basically, you just talk to him and he's, like, Enchantment. Yeah, I love yeah, the Enchantment. way he says it. The way like, he says it is so cute. And then, um, so the funniest part about that is like he seems like I don't know, kind of dense and stuff like that. Because if you just talk to him, and he's just like enchantment, enchantment. And then at the end of the first game, like right before the final boss fight, you like walk into this room. Like you're going through this castle, so every room has all these enemies, and you're having to like fight your way through, obviously. And then you come across this room and everyone is like, it's just like everything in that room has been slaughtered. So like the dark spawn have been slaughtered. There was like ogres, like everyone's just dead already. And you're like, what the hell? And then you walk around a corner and Sandal's standing there and he's like, enchantment. And you're like, did you do this by yourself? Like you, what? And then he's just like, enchantment. And like... You're like, I need the story, Sandal. What happened? <laughs> like, what happened here? And then it's actually, it's kind of like just the way of the game. Like, because then you can access like the store and stock up on like health potions and stuff like that because he'll sell them to you. Mm -hmm. But it's just so funny how they put it in there. And then they do it again in the second game where you basically like he, he goes missing in the in the deep roads and you have to try to go find him. And you come across him and he's like frozen and ogre, I think it is, in like one spot. And everyone's like, how did you do that? And he's like, enchantment. <laughs> and you're like, okay, okay, okay Sandal. <laughs> like, dude, can you All right. please Don't tell mess me? with Sandal. <laughs> yeah, it's like super intense. He's kind of just like, like, he's, he's very much an NPC too, because he's not in your party or anything like that. He's just like 
a random person that you run into, right? Uh, so you gotta you gotta love sandal. And then you know I have more, so <laughs> I think I'll kind of keep it short here. But Varric is is very high on that list. Yeah, Varric's a great one. Out of like out of like the ones like in your party. Yeah, like you can only play them, but like you can put them in your party. Like, would you say Varric is yeah. your is your favorite? Uh he's up there. Like, I think it's between Varric and. Like, it's hard because he's in two of them, so it feels mm-hmm. like an unfair advantage a little bit. Well, you just have more so time I'd have to fall in love with him more, right? You do really fall in love with him, and, like, his whole part in the second story is really great, like, that he's the one telling the story. Like, it just, it feels really, like, you do get to know him really well, and then when mm-hmm. he shows up in the third game, and, of course, when I played them, I played them out of order, so I played the third game before the second so I kind of had the reverse experience, but I'm sure when like people saw him in the third one, like right at the beginning, like they lost their fucking minds because yeah. they were like, oh my God, it's very like, because <laughs> that was kind of my reaction when like we went backward, like I went backwards and then I started playing the second one and I was like, is that Varric? Like what? He's telling the story and I got so excited. So I think that he's, he's pretty fabulous. And then... I think from Inquisition, you kind of nailed it. Like, Dorian is a fucking treasure. Mm-hmm. And so is Iron Bull. Um, the other characters actually took a while to warm up for me to warm up to. I would say, like, I don't think, but I, like, fully fell in love with Dorian, like, the second I, like, you meet yeah, him in the game. Me, like, like, I think he's just fabulous. He really stood out a lot to me. And, like, obviously, like like, all of them um like are great and like the more you play the more you fall in love but like i feel like dorian really did stand out yeah um, yeah for sure and i think the the other one i would say is is cole like i think cole yeah cole's cole's fantastic i i kind of wish they spent more time with cole um and all the other characters like blackwall i get why he's a hard sell even sarah was a really hard sell for me personally yeah. the first time i actually like interacted with her i was like i don't know about this one and so i kind of get it like blackwall i only really like because i completed his like when you complete all of his personal quests and stuff like you do actually kind of come to understand him better plus i recently did a playthrough where i romanced him and that is like a weirdly nice romance Mm -hmm. i wasn't expecting I, i i didn't think i was gonna like it and i i actually really did so I mean, I could make this about dragon agencies. <laughs> well, let's. But I'm gonna back off here because I can see myself just being ready to dive into more. So, uh, I think I'm gonna throw it out to uh, Sacco here and just see if he has uh, anyone who pops in mind right off the top of his head. Uh, I I have a short list. You guys have apparently a much longer list than I do. But I, 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 have, <laughs> I think I it's two people. RPG in us. Like, I have two like, people on my list. I mean, I I could expand the list, but I thought like I was gonna keep it short and just pick like two of my favorites, um, and they're gonna be like kind of random characters. Uh, so the first one is from Borderlands Two, and there is a guy. Oh wait, named... can I guess? Can I guess? Sure. Oh wait, but you said guy. Yeah. Why? What did you think? I, oh, I, I was gonna say claptrap. Yeah. Claptrap. <laughs> See, okay. Claptrap. Claptrap is a great character. I've never even played it, and I was like, it has to be claptrap. I love I love Claptrap, but again, I wanted to pick like I kind of wanted to go random obscure characters. Like I didn't want to go with like the main guy. Like you have Claptrap with you the whole game, right? Like with like the Varrix of the game. Yeah, exactly. Right. I didn't want to go mainstream. So, uh, I so there's again. So you're running through like like this random like little town in Borderlands Two, and on the side of a cliff, there's just a dude yelling at you saying he needs help. And so you go up to him, and it's his name is Face McShooty. And it's a perfect his, NPC his, name. A perfect NPC name. And it's perfect when you hear what his quest is. His quest is he wants you to shoot him in the face. And he yells this at you when you're standing directly in front of him. He's just like, shoot me in the face! Shoot me! Come on! Shoot me! And just like yelling this at you like repeatedly. And if you shoot him in the face, you get, you get the, the mission's done and you get a reward. If you don't shoot him in the face, every time you hit him somewhere that isn't the face, you you lose money on your potential oh. reward. 
and it's just like a ra- like Borderlands is like full of these like random like Easter eggs or like random encounters, these like little things, and like that would I, I loved that one, and I I think it was also Borderlands two that had like there was like a Minecraft Easter egg where like you could break a certain wall and you'd go in and there would be like Minecraft blocks basically with like a little pickaxe. It's pretty cool. Yeah, like I love Borderlands. The whole Borderlands series is is a great series if if you guys haven't like tried it out. And then the other one on my list is uh Cave Johnson from Portal. Oh, you would take that one. Eh? I loved Cave Johnson. Like it was like the funniest like narration of like old aperture that like it just really like brought it to life. It was just like, "Oh, okay. I wasn't supposed to tell you about the moon gel." potentially causing cancer so don't listen to that <laughs> no one told me that is that um is... so i i'm a little bit angry at you and i'm gonna Uh-oh. like break break our little system here for no. a second to explain something to the listeners i have a list of questions that i think we should talk about and one of the questions that i have which we obviously haven't done a podcast on yet is the favorite character from a video game that you never see Which is a question I literally created so that I could talk about Cave Johnson. Hey, I have an answer for that one. I have an answer for that podcast. Is it it Cave Johnson, perhaps? It's Cave Johnson. (laughs) Yeah, he he is a treasure though. Like 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 as far as NPCs go, like he is the ultimate. Like you don't even ever really see him other than like I I think you see like pictures of him throughout. Yeah, like because you, um, you end up stumbling to his office or something at one point. Yeah, and so yeah, you know, like that whole thing is is quite fabulous. I love like the life giving you lemons. Yeah, thing like you, you know, like, you, you ask do? to see life's <laughs> yeah. manager. Like you burn down the like. You burn like, life's house just, down with the lemons. <laughs> with the lemons, like it's just. So good. I like the the other thing, and I'm kind of I'm actually kind of stepping on you here. So I'll let you finish your point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just like, it, like it was one of the things that like made, uh, Portal Two so great was like the change in environment to old Aperture, and then like having these like, uh, voice recordings kind of made it feel like feel like you went back in time. Mm-hmm. And it was just like that inclusion in the game, like even if it was just just to make little funny quotes and stuff was such a great right. aspect of that game and so that's why i put it him really on the did list. complete like that like it wasn't just going oh I'm, i stumbled into this weird office like it, it made it yeah. feel like oh i'm in the 70s aperture uh yeah especially because like it had like what it felt like was like the original recordings of when that like f- like that testing facility was like active and there were people actually going through it because like it was like Oh, like if you're part of test group A, you're testing the repulsion gel. If you're part of test group B, you're testing like the the bouncy gel. I forgot what it was called, but like, <laughs> right? Like it was like it was just it made it really feel like you went back in time. It just I thought it was really cool, and like it all was kind of built around to me at least like those Cave Johnson quotes, right? So yeah, and so like the thing that I really loved about Cave Johnson and what they did with him is they made you feel like his whole story through those audio oh, yeah. clips, right? Like, 100%. Because when he is talking and then he realizes that, um, you know, like, he's going to die, basically. Yeah, we're super Like, sad. the the audio clips, like, and, like, that's where the lemon quote, like, starts to come from, right? Like, the fact that he's, like, really upset by the situations that are happening in his life. And, like, that, the fact that they were able to tell the story of this man through, like, these audio clips, you never see him other than, like, a p- paint, like a picture of him um, and, like, all this stuff. Uh, plus, with the whole, and if you've never played Portal 2 and you don't want to be spoiled Major. on it, you should definitely, <laughs> uh, definitely stop listening right this second. But the... Um, the fact that, and again, last chance to turn off this podcast <laughs> before I spoil this. Skip, skip ahead fifteen seconds. It's gonna be All more right. than fifteen seconds. It might be more than fifteen seconds. Skip ahead, 30 uh, seconds. but okay, skip ahead quite a bit. Uh, the fact that his personal assistant turns out to be the like Gladys, like Carolyn, and the yeah. fact that you find that out while you have Gladys who 
is a potato, it's a potato. at that yeah. time, <laughs> <laughs> which is also amazing and very Portal-esque. But the fact that, like, she's a potato and then she's hearing this and she's, like, responding to him as though she's still Caroline and, like, then she just shuts down because she realizes, like, she remembers what's happened. Yeah. And it's it's that that whole like storytelling that they were able to do through cave johnson is like quite phenomenal it's one of the reasons i love portal yeah like a lot of aspects of that game are just just phenomenal like i think like if you think of a game that's been done like almost perfectly like portal and portal 2 are pretty close in my opinion yeah they're they're yeah. i mean i think we can all agree i i was going to do this at the end um, but since we're on the topic of it, I, I feel like we can all agree coming into this that our favorite NPC as a group is Gladys. Like that is confirmed. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, as again, a trio, just great quote. I, like that. all of like Portal has just great quotes between all of their characters. I think, and like especially because like the the character you play at is is mute. Like you don't ever actually speak. And it's just like there's so many like even like the little turrets. They're like, are you still there? Like <laughs> just. Like um, like it's they're like so memorable. Like I don't know why. Like they always stick in my head. Like all these various quotes from these various like random characters in this game, which wasn't it wasn't a very long game either, right? Like, but it was just fun. Like, like just well done. What like what quotes? Like I've been really busy being dead. You know, yeah. after you murdered me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just. How are you holding up? Because I'm a potato. <laughs> like, I, yeah, Gladys is, like, by far, like, favorite NPC for sure. I actually really like Wheatley as well. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, Wheatley they, had some They played him too. really well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I just love the whole, this is just, like, such, like, peak Portal 2 is chapter, I can't remember what chapter was or like whatever, but it comes 12. up on the yeah. screen and it's, like, chapter that the part where he kills you and then the description is like this is where he kills you and then you unlock an achievement like that's called like at that moment is like this is where he the part where he kills you and then Wheatley comes on screen and you're he's like well this is the part where he kills you I'm going to kill you and then and then Gladys is like well this is the part where he kills us and it's just like it's just so like layered I might have messed up some of those I haven't played it in a while but like the layers and layers on like just meta jokes that they oh, yeah. have in there just so funny like the fact that i think it's actually in the first one where like gladys tries to tell you you know like oh come here and enter this room like i like this is the way out oh no you found it and if you go into this room which is like very clearly a trap <laughs> it's like she's like while wow, wow, you're like an idiot, and you get like an achievement for being an idiot. Well, they, basically, they, yeah, they did that in like Portal Two because they like, in that part where like Wheelie's like, "This is the part where I kill you." It was like, just jump in the hole. Just your parents are down there; they're waiting for you. They miss you. Just jump There's in the Kate. hole. Like, yeah, like, and then you jump in. He's like, "Oh, I didn't think that was gonna work." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay, yeah, it was just like stuff like that is just like so fabulous. It's it's just. So amazing. The characters were really well thought out. Even um even the really small characters, like you're saying, those little uh like drone the, like those the, little the turrets, robots and the turrets, yeah. The turrets, thank you. But also the I'm thinking the other um like cores that they made yeah, to the try to one. like combat Gladys, the space <laughs> one. Space <laughs> I love space. Space, space, space. Yeah. I love space. Like it's oh. just so amazing. The humor is, uh, I just I think Portal's fabulous. Um, my one of the other things I just want to add on, uh, just the songs at the end that like Gladys like sings mm -hmm. are mm -hmm. just like apps like they're actually really good songs. Like the the music yeah. is music this that like is I will a listen triumph. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like it's it's just it's hilarious and good music. And it's like this is great. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I actually, so I've told you guys about my Google Chrome extension, which is uh, Gladys. There's like a little potato icon and you click on it. It gives a Gladys quote. Um, the other thing I had on my, I actually still have on my like phone is I have a whole bunch of just like clips that she says, like quote clips from the first and the second game. So I'll be like listening to music. It'll be like, you know, like 
Blink-182 will come on and then it'll get to the end of the song and then it'll be like, it'll be like just a speech from Gladys about neurotoxins <laughs> and then more Blink-182. Like, it's like, that's, like, that's. This is what I needed. This is what I needed to this get is what my I day. Just the yeah, weirdest this is thing. What I, <laughs> I needed Gladys telling me that I'm a failure because I'm an orphan with no parents or something like that. Like, the quotes are so vicious, too. Like, it's oh, just. Yeah it's just so great uh the other game i think that i would i would have a lot of npcs and this is kind of switching gears it's not nearly as funny but i think some of the best um some really great characters come out of it uh is actually bioshock as well yeah Mm -hmm. um so i think like andrew ryan in particular is pretty well done like even um uh, the first Bioshock is I'm assuming what you're referring to. Yes, yes. But even um Bioshock Infinite, like yeah, Infinite there were some Infinite. great like great NPCs. Um in Bioshock mm-hmm. Infinite, I, the whole series, like the second one, everybody kind of always skips over the second one. Um, but uh, the series in general, fantastic. Yeah, no, hundred percent. All right, Matt, you said you had a really long list, so let's hear another one. I, I had a really long list. Uh, I think I'm going to cut it a little bit short because a lot of the list is uh, very niche people from Final Fantasy IX. Um, <laughs> so when I when I first heard the topic, the, the first thing that came to my head uh, was Rat Kid from Final Fantasy IX, which is the first NPC that you like actually meet. Um, and if you've played Final Fantasy IX, like it starts off and you don't actually, you play as like, you have party members. So there's eight party members. I'm not going to include any of them because they're technically playable. But like Zidane is like the main one um, that you usually like leads, like you usually follow his story, but you actually start as BB uh, and you just meet this rat kid. And he's like, hi, uh, you're going to be my slave. We're going to break into the opera. And we're like, okay. And then he just makes you break into the opera with him. And like, you go see like this play. But, like, that's the whole first, like, mission is just, like, like, this little rat kid and, like, that's his name. And then you later find out that he's actually, um, he's royalty from, like, a different, oh, um, let me pull up the exact, I I don't want to mess this up. It's Bermekia. That's what I thought. Uh, um, so you find out later that he's a Bermekian prince and he's like, hey, my name is Puck. Sorry I made you my slave earlier. It's like, oh, it's, it's okay. It's cool. <laughs> it's okay. Cool. <laughs> I don't know chill. why, like, we talked about NPCs and, like, that was the first, like, the very first thing that ever came to my head was, like, Puck. And I was like, I don't know if it's because it's the first NPC that I've ever interacted with. Like, he's definitely not my favorite. <laughs> he's kind of a dick. <laughs> um, but I, I thought of him first. And then the other two uh, from uh, Final Fantasy IX that I thought of, like, I don't know if you're going to count them because you can technically play as them for, like, part of the missions. They're not part of your party, but um, your party gets, like, tied up. So you you end up playing as them. Um, is two characters. One is called Blank and one is called Beatrix. And Marissa, especially, I feel like you would love both of them. Um, Probably. So, so Blank is like, uh, he's just like a cool guy. Like he's part of like your whole thing is that like you're like a part of um, a group of bandits or like thieves, and like you just go like city to st- city like stealing stuff. And like Blank is one of the guys. He's like covered in scars and like he lo- looks really cool. Um, but right at the beginning of the game, he sacrifices himself, uh, and he you're in a forest. And the forest is knows that it's under attack, so it petrifies the entire forest. Um, and the entire forest turns to stone, and he like pushes Zidane out like right at the last minute, and he turns into stone. So then, like for the next three quarters of the game, he's just stone, and like you have to eventually you find the cure and you go back to him. And you're like, hey, sorry, we left you here for like nine months or however long it would have taken in like real time. <laughs> um, and I think that's really cool. But the other girl that I think you'd really like is named Beatrix, and it's like a hundred percent an enemies to lover um so you face her she's a boss in the in the game you face her three times and every single time like you can't you you can't win um you basically just face her until like when the game decides like okay now like you can die and you can get a game over off her but like once you actually Mm -hmm. beat her then she like pulls out her sword and like murders everybody and it's like you're starting from like zero and like a cutscene starts and she actually murders you Um, so it's one of those things where it's like you can't win you can just like survive long enough to get to the cutscene uh-huh. Um, and like, she's like super badass, and she, um, she basically fights you the whole game. And then at the end of the game, she's like, Hey, maybe I'm the wrong one. Maybe, maybe I should reevaluate my, my thing. And, uh, <laughs> one of the guys that she faces is, is, um, you have a knight 
that works for like the queen in your party. His name is Steiner. Um, and at the end of the game, he's like, "Hey, we could protect the queen together." And like they both like raise their sword up, and it's like really like cute. It's like, oh, this is it's really nice. Um, it's like total enemies to lover. Uh, so those are the I NPCs like immediately that I like Final Fantasy Nine will always like hold a special place in my heart as like the first RPG I ever mm-hmm. played. Um, so when we talk about NPCs, I had to talk about them. Um, but before we we change the subject a little bit, I just have to get one a couple more NPCs out of the way. Um, okay. So I know that you guys haven't played Animal Crossing, but we can't talk about <laughs> NPCs without bringing up Tom Nook. And Tom Nook is an Ooh, absolute Tom, Tom Nook. Nook. He's an absolute bastard. Is How that the one that looks like a raccoon? Tom Nook yes. is okay. a... <laughs> he's a tanuki, technically, which is, like, basically, like, kind of like so, a Japanese But, like, raccoon. how do you... Like, because as soon as you said, like, Animal Crossing, yes. I was like, this is going to be Tom Nook. I've not uh, <laughs> played a single Animal Crossing game. We... we end that's up... not... That's that's not entirely true. I, I have um played one, but I don't even remember which one it was. Probably for the GameCube. But, no, no, it was for... The mm, DS. Yeah, the DS. Yeah. Well, technically the 3DS, because that yeah, was cool. That's, that's fair. <laughs> we, we, we're on very different circles of the internet. I, I've seen Tom Nook. I feel like I know I know the one you're talking about. It doesn't really look like a raccoon. but like I, he's, I, I he's know, a tanuki. I, yeah, exactly. He's the tanuki. But like, I, I think I know what you're talking about. I just I don't see a lot of Animal Crossing stuff. I know I've heard about it. I kind mm. of, I mean, Matt, we've talked to Matt about it. We collect radishes. The radish no. uh, trading simulator. He, Tom Nook has nothing to do with the radish stock trade. I know Tom Nook doesn't, but I'm saying Animal Crossing. There's a lot of radish trading, and there's like you could, yeah. there's like a museum or something. I don't know. I know so, very little about this game, but it continue yeah, with like, why Tom Nook is really cool. Tom Nook is an asshole. <laughs> He's an what? absolute what? asshole. Asshole. We oh, hate him. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so oh. in Animal Crossing, uh, you basically always control a village. So in the new one, in New Horizons, you like. Basically, you go to this island, and it's like, hey, like you won the package, like you're gonna be part of our new island and like you can we're gonna start a village and it's like tom nook is there and he's like hey can you bring me like five branches like we're gonna start a, a fire and it's like yeah like here's all the materials and he's like great you owe me five million dollars why and it's like oh and then like you finally get enough money and he's like hey thanks for all the hard work like you literally do everything on this island you garden you like you catch all the resources there's other villagers there but they don't do anything and you spend all of your time building <laughs> up this island and he's like hey thanks for building all this stuff for me you owe me 10 million dollars it's like stop but why it. You're just always it's just because he's like he's like the capitalist overlord of oh my goodness of Animal Crossing. He's the capitalist the, uh, overlord. Listen, <laughs> Tom Nook is he's like hey come and like he his like sons run the store, so like you'll go to the sons and be like hey oh, can I straight up nepotism right there can I can I sell you like this fish and like yeah we'll give you a thousand dollars and then you're like cool I want to buy like this piece of furniture and they're like sure that'll be five hundred thousand dollars it's like. <laughs> Like, I can't keep up, man. I can't. Like, I'm just constantly in debt. <laughs> and it's like, can I have a can I have a bigger house? And they're like, yeah, for for millions and millions of bells. It's like, please. I'm just trying oh. to live my life. That being said, Isabel is is like the most innocent, um, beautiful creature in the entire world, and she deserves a, an award for all the hard work that Isabel does. So that that's I wanted to just we have to talk about NPCs. You gotta mention Tom Luck and Isabel. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. I'm going to flip gears entirely, and I'm going to go to Fable. Oh, oh I was going <laughs> to... Okay, you go first. Well, I'm sorry. Everyone else has already brought up all you're, of mine you're right. before I got right. to. So I'm going to yep. take this one. Thank you. Teresa. Oh, I was going to guess which one it was. And it wasn't. I wasn't going to guess Teresa. What were you going <laughs> to guess? Gonna, I was going to guess Reaver. Oh, mm, yeah, you're stepping on another topic I had in mind. Damn which it! Is, <laughs> I mean, I stepped on it myself a little bit with uh, um, with Andrew Ryan as well, so that was fine. But it, it's very much in that, like, enemies level. But Reaver isn't really an enemy either. I, I do really love Reaver in I, the sense he's that <laughs> he's, like, specifically in the, like, well, I guess both in the second and third one, Reaver is uh, a hero. So in 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 the Fable world, there are heroes, and they they uh, depending on which game you're in, they they they're they're trained and they're usually taken at a small age, and they end up 
training and and becoming heroes and then they can become good heroes or or evil heroes and so it's kind of how they use their influence how they use their morality and that's the whole point of the first game is like what kind of hero are you going to be is kind of the question that gets asked throughout so you know like you could take the easy way out of missions or and then you start to become an evil hero or like you can obviously save people which is always harder and you become a good person and so Reaver is one of those, he's like very, like you would classify him as evil, but he also doesn't really care. Like he's very similar to, and the reason I really liked him when I first played it was a very, like very shallow reason. And Matt, you will 100% agree with me when I, when I describe <laughs> him to you, he looks like panic at the disco. <laughs> Like specifically, I rate sins not tragedy. Yeah. Like that song. Yeah, yeah. Is Reaver's aesthetic, and so he's got the like, like just the like he's wearing eyeliner. He's got the like ridiculous top hat. He's got like in the third one, he's got like this like just stupidly obnoxious coat and a cane that yeah, he has yeah. on him at all times, and he's just like that's who Reaver is, and so. Like, a small part of it was I was, like, 15 or something, and I was, like, mm, kind of have a little crush on him. But the other half of that is, like, he's just so, like, so set in what he's going to do. Like, he doesn't really care. He's been alive for far too long, which I won't spoil. That happens in the second game. You basically find out why he's basically immortal. And so... He he's just like this morally gray, mostly evil character that you kind of have to work with. And that's just always an interesting character to me. So you're right. Reaver is actually one of them. I, I might have actually forgotten him. So I, I'm glad you mentioned. Yeah, him. Reaver. I uh, love Reaver. Really quick. Yeah, I just looked up Reaver just because I, yeah. I had to know. He's definitely <laughs> giving me I write since not tragedies. With yes. Like a hint of like the third album, Vices and Virtues. And I need you to know that this is. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've never, I've never played this game. This is my favorite character of all time. I have no idea what. This <laughs> yeah, <character is> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's great, I and like the funniest part about the like, like I want his aesthetic. Like I just want to meet somebody who dresses like that in real life. Yeah, 100%. Um, like very steampunky. Uh, very steampunk. Very high like class, highbrow. Yeah, he's also like, um, like just like bisexual icon like he's just like full-on just kind of love him even though he's a terrible person <laughs> in the game so in the third one it's really funny uh because it and this is slight spoilers but basically you become about halfway through the game you you become queen or king depending on what uh your playable character is and you have to have these meetings where you either like uphold the promises that you made in the first half of the game or you can like cave and take the easy way out and get more money essentially which you do actually need for the end of the game it's really easy to make money in fable 3 though so you don't really need to do them that like it's not really that hard of a decision if you want to be a good character anyway it's like so it's always like this one person being like please don't tear down the orphanage like these children <laughs> deserve lives too and and then it's Reaver being like, well, what if we just enslave them all and then we'll make money? And you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> like Jesus, dude. And then you're like, no, Reaver, we're not going to do that. And then he's like, well, whatever. And then he goes ahead and he does the nice thing because you basically commanded him to. And then the next day you'll like wake up and it'll be like, okay, you have more meetings. And then you go back in there and it's like, you know, like some dude being like, you promised not to cut down all the trees on our mountain. You promised to restore it to its original glory. And then Reaver just is there and he, again. And he's like, well, what if we sold all the trees and made a profit? Though? <laughs> That'd be really fun. And you're like, Reaver, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, Reaver, like, don't cut the trees down. And then like after like you make the decision then Reaver makes like a commercial where it's like Reaver Industries is proud to like rebuild the forest like you were fighting against it this was like <laughs> it's really it's really funny like it's very fable humor like he's a great character he's uh he's actually what because i lost interest in the second game about oh, like really close to the end probably about two hours from the end um 
which is a whole other conversation, but he was kind of the reason I kept playing because I was like, well, he's supposed <laughs> to show up in the final mission, so <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Unfortunately, and this is big spoilers, he is the one, I think I mentioned this, the most disappointing ending in a video game podcast. He is the one who shoots the enemy if you don't oh. shoot the enemy in time. He totally, like, steals your thunder. Typical which Reaver is, like, thing to do. <laughs> it's a very typical Reaver thing to do. So, like, it fits his character really well. It's just disappointing from, like, a video game perspective that you didn't get to make that final choice. Even if you were just kind of, like, listening to the dude monologue and, like, that kind of thing. And also, it's just a little bit, like... They took away that morally gray option of you being able to like side with the dude, mm-hmm, which yeah. is a whole other thing. But Reaver shooting him is actually very on brand for Reaver to be like, I'm going <laughs> to take this moment from you because you're taking too long to decide. <laughs> uh, the other character is Teresa. So uh, she plays a different role pretty much in every single game. And sh- in the first game, she's actually your sister. And so she is just, like, your older sister, and you go to give her a gift at the start of the game, which ends with your village being burnt down and your parents, uh, your father being killed and your mother being taken away. And your sister as well. So, like, it just ends in this big tragedy from from the sisters um, on the sister's birthday. You end up running into her later. She's been blinded, and she has... Um, she's become a seer, so she can see into the future and she, she knows kind of the outlines and like things that might happen. And so she tries to warn you along the way about some stuff, but she's always really like, again, this is a character I think you'd really like Matt because she's very, very non-direct in how she says anything. She's very like mystical and she'll be like, well, little brother. Like, one day you'll have to make a big decision about the fate of Albion, and it'll all be in your hands, and I just hope you make the right choice. Like, she just goes off, yeah. and you're like, but what decision, Teresa? <laughs> what, what like, just I tell do? me right <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, she's also got the very, like, um, you know, she's got the, like, scarf tied over her eyes. Like, her aesthetic is pretty great as well. Um, in the second game, she she has a hood too, Matt. I almost oh, forgot I to oh, yes. that. So, I love like, a yeah, I love a good very hood. important. <laughs> yeah. In the second game, she's kind of this very morally gray character. She sends you on a quest. And by the end, you kind of don't really know if she's actually playing, like what side she's playing on, like the good or evil side. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the whole point of her character. In the third game, she's also like your guide through the world. And so what's really interesting about that to me and what's so great about Teresa's character is she's just always present in these games, even though they take place like hundreds of years apart. So you don't really know why she's living so long. You don't really know a lot about her, but you get little hints about it. Yeah. And she's super mysterious, super aloof. Like she's just kind of fabulous, to be honest. And uh, what I'm excited about with Teresa as an NPC is like, I don't know what her role will be if and when the fourth fable actually comes out mm-hmm. is like because she she just has to be there somehow because she's like Teresa. She's like the binding factor through these games. Yeah, she's been in all of them. Yeah, so I'm just yeah, she's she's pretty fabulous. She's the really in, intricate character. So uh, uh, speaking of oh, go on. Sorry, just really quickly. I did look up Teresa uh, as well. Absolutely fantastic character design. Yeah. I, I think I might play the Fable series just off of... <laughs> just, just off <laughs> the aesthetics. Just, just Teresa and Reaver. Like, they're two aesthetics. I'm like, I need to know in what universe that these two people, like, can live in the same... Like, they're, like, completely different Right? Vibes. Like, I was like, how like, is this Like, it's person very different. And the other person in the same game. Like, I need... To, I kind of need to play this game now. Oh, 100%. I do recommend. I think it actually holds up. I played it again very recently. It, it holds up. Even though yeah, it's like... Yeah, the, the first one... Yeah, you have to just kind of accept the graphics at yeah. the level that they're at. Yeah. Like, that's with any old game. But yeah. Fable, if you get the anniversary edition, really holds up quite well, actually. Uh, Fable 2, it gets really long near the end. I would say just, like, push through it when you get to that point because it is kind of worth to finish. And then Fable 3, I think, is 
Uh, they had big hopes for. I just don't think the technology was there yet. Mm-hmm. So I kind of yeah. keep that in mind as I play through it. But I think all the games are great. The story is is honestly fucking fabulous as well. And the sense of humor is just so great. So speaking of Fable 3, it actually did remind me of, I'm going to say my all-time favorite NPC. Go it's ahead. the chicken in the intro of the game. <gasps> Remember, oh, oh my god, That chicken, Matt. That chicken went through so much in the span of about 45 seconds. And I was like, like the game started and there was like this oh chicken. Oh my god, you can't and, spoil this though. But like, it's uh, you need to watch this video. Or you need to just play the game because the game is, is quite good. I would recommend playing Fable 3. The but, introduction chicken. Oh, I forgot. That intro you chicken, were so mad at me oh, too because I told you to play it. I and did. then you were like, the chicken. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Dude, you can't. You gotta <laughs> warn me about the chicken, man. <laughs> So, um, uh, yeah, I know the chicken for Fable Three by far my favorite NPC. Just the the story arc that it goes through in about forty five seconds is is quite impressive. All right, I'll. Uh, I think I might actually. I'm. I'm gonna do that thing that I do all the time where I say I, I might. I might play it, and then it's never gonna touch the light. It'll never see the light of day. Hey, hey Matt, it's yeah, I don't pass. actually. It is on the I game pass, That's why I was thinking about getting it. That I don't actually believe you with this one because you said the might with a different tone. I, I think you might yeah. actually play this one. You should. You should um. Play it. I am going to take our last character, if that's cool with you guys. Sure, sure. Um, so mine is going to be, and uh, Matt, I know you haven't played The Witcher Three, mm. but it is from the Witch. He is from The Witcher Three. Um, I'll give a big shout out to Yennefer as well. Like I just love her, but I I don't have enough possible time to talk about how much I love her. Yeah, Yen's left on this po- yeah this podcast. Um, but Yen, by far, amazing. That kind of goes without saying, though. Um, Olgard von Everick. Olgard von Everick. Yeah. Which one was that one again? He's from the DLC Hearts of Stone. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so Olgard von Everick, you basically, um, you meet, uh, somebody who is, basically, he saves your life and he asks you for uh repayment and his repayment is that you have to go kill von Everick. and you're like that's that's fine but like basically why (laughs) or you have to go give him three wishes or something like that and you go meet this dude and he as you meet him and i'm not going to spoil his story because i just think anyone who has the witcher 3 it's so worth getting the DLC and like playing through. His story is freaking heartbreaking and fabulous and up and down and all over the place. But basically, like as you're like interacting with this guy or like one of your first interactions with him, um, you kind of leave for a bit and you come back and they're all gathered outside uh, for reasons I won't say. And this woman walks up to him with a knife and stabs it through his chest. And you're like, oh. And he just like pulls it out. Oh. And you're like, oh, oh. shit. <laughs> okay. Um, Von Everick has maybe like The Witcher 3 has really interesting characters in the sense that they they all have really heartbreaking or complicated stories behind them. Mm-hmm. And so they're not really easy to term like good or bad or evil or whatnot. He is he is a very complex character and i think they did a wonderful job of bringing him to life if you google him real quick matt you will also see that he has a great aesthetic he actually reminds me of my roommate in university (laughs) who i will give a shout out to i don't know if he listens to this podcast but luke if you're listening i feel like you got good von everick vibes uh so i did google it uh and i'm gonna agree with you because i do know luke and this is giving me the immediate picture is giving me a It's pretty it's pretty oh, on yeah, par yeah, yeah. with Luke. And uh yeah. it's also like he he's wearing something I could see Luke wearing if he could get away with. So <laughs> I just think he's a fabulous character. I think that's where I'll leave it because I don't want to spoil anything about his story. I think it's worth playing through if you do have The Witcher 3. And if you don't, maybe think about getting it. Yeah. Uh, which leads me to my next part, which is going to be our top recommendation for a game from this episode. Mm. um so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go ahead and not 
make any surprises here. It's going to be portaled, of course. Like it's it's always portaled. <laughs> it's 100% portaled. It's going to be portaled until the day I die. It's going to be portaled. That's true. All right, Sacco. Uh, I'm going to go Borderlands 2. Uh, How dare you disrespect go Portal, Portal like this? <laughs> because that's like the obvious option. But like another game, I mean, I, I think Borderlands 2 is a great game. I think um, most of the Borderlands series, I think you could try all of them. Um, but I, I loved I loved Borderlands 2. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. All right. Well, I like you have to go Portal. So but because Matt already took that one, I'm going to say listen to Matt. And also, <laughs> uh, and it's heartbreaking to decide between The Witcher 3 and Fable, actually. Uh, I would say if you've never played Fable and you don't know what Fable's all about, I have to recommend it. It's an old game, so it's a hard one. Uh, but I think there's so much about Fable that is just very unique in the gaming world and I whenever I run into that whenever I play a game that could never be another game like it just has its own style it has its yeah. own feel I have to recommend it mm -hmm. so and I, I think that's where I'm going to go with that one I think Fable is its its own beast I definitely don't think the franchise kept up with that uh, so if you don't want to play a big trilogy or anything like that you can definitely just play the first one it's it still kind of it stands up other than the graphics and you'll have a good time. All right. Well, that pretty much closes us out for this episode. As always, uh, if you want more Crown Heathens content, first off, make sure you are following us on Twitch. We do stream games uh, in particularly every Thursday. We are streaming some sort of game. It will change week to week and that that's happening at 630 Mountain Time or 830 eastern time we also have a youtube channel which is crowned heathens an instagram which is crowned heathens a twitter which is also crowned heathens yes and you can give us a follow on there otherwise thank you guys so much for joining us and we will catch you in the next one Sacco, what's your favorite NPC? Um, I I I have a very short list. Sacco <laughs> has left the building. What? Hello? Sacco is no longer with us. Marissa, let's uh, just bring it back around. Hello? What's going on? I can't. I thought it was weird. He was so quiet. <laughs> I was like, Sacco's being really quiet. Like maybe he just oh, doesn't want to talk. I like, I... incorporate him. So I, I just like, I, I was like, can I hear from Sacco, please? I don't think this. Oh. Hello? 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 Hi. Hi. Welcome Hi, back. What, the, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. We were just waiting for you to like chime I in. I was talking the, the whole time. I thought it was weird no one was responding to me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>